Late Night Poems is brought to you by Deep Overstock, the bookseller's publisher. Find out more at deepoverstock.com. You're tuned in to Late Night Poems Radio. We drink and we write and we call it poems. It's part improv, part game, so let your words flow. Now, it's nearly midnight. Come on, let's go. Hello, you're tuned in to episode three of Late Night Poems Radio. That's P-O-M-E-S, because it's part poetry and part game. I'm Mickey Collins, and my co-host Bobby Eversman is painting a house. What color did you go with, Bobby? Okay, well, you know, you, 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 you get so many options, and then you can't decide which one to use, and then you put too many colors in one house that are all really the same, you know? And then you can't tell where you're painting. That happened to me a bunch today. Going around the corner, it's just beige and then there's kind of an off beige so i kept painting on the wrong damn wall that's not that interesting but it was a, it was drove me crazy we got it done we got it done didn't use any blue tape yeah. wow yeah it's brave all right <laughs> uh, well on every episode of late night poems we drink we write and we play poetry games and we invite you to write along with us that's right each week we get together we get our little papers out and we write something doesn't matter what. Every episode we have a new theme and play three games derived from that theme. So, Mickey, what is tonight's theme? Well, tonight's theme is tarot. But we can't get started without our fellow poemists. Who do we have joining us tonight? This week we have three other poemists joining us. The first is The Fool, Ryan Sprinkle. Hi, didn't Good evening. Hello. Hello. Uh, My favorite color that I made with paint was Breen. Breen? Yeah, it's kind of like a brownish green kind of oh. looks like a like a mossy muddy like creek bed when there's no water in the creek sounds very relaxing for a house well, well yeah no no it's, it, it it reminds me of my native swamp <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, as you as you all know i grew up a shrek um <laughs> tonight i'm drinking wholesale amber beer it claims to be oregon's original amber full set Full sale. Is, is, it, uh, <laughs> is it green colored? It actually it is a little bit. It's left over from St. Patrick's Day. Ooh. Ah. No, I'm just kidding. Green dyed beer. <laughs> a little expired. Our, uh, oh, you go ahead. Sorry. Let's I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll introduce her. Uh, our other poemist is The Hermit. Please welcome Hannah Collins. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Hi. <laughs> To go from Ryan to Hannah, such a uh, Hannah. What are you um, drinking tonight? I am drinking a Blue Moon beer. Um, it's okay. <laughs> it's no Coors Light, but wow, oh, wow, okay. no Coors Light. Um, wait, are we? Do I get to say what my favorite color is? <laughs> sure. Um, you know, I like a good mustard yellow. <laughs> mm, good choice. No explanation. You can't, can't beat a mustard just, yellow. You really can't. Girl loves mustard. What right. kind of mustard? Is it a honey mustard? No, more Stone of a Dijon mustard. <laughs> yeah. Like a good, like, fall I live in mustard. That you know? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Good cottage mustard yellow Ugh. love <laughs> it 
Moving on from Mustard, our special guest tonight is the author of Breakfast Poems, The Accidental Rarification of Pattern, number 5609, The Dark Exact Tarot Guide, and a book of essays accompanying the card game Metaphysic, in addition to being a fine artwork artist and designing tarot and oracle decks. She has a new collection of poems titled Light Sleeper that is being published by Deep Overstock and releases September 15th. Pre-order it today. Please give a warm welcome to Coleman Stevenson. Hi, Coleman. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. Um, I am drinking a shot of whiskey on the rocks with a splash of Campari. And I painted my bedroom this year a really, really dark color that everyone said, don't do it. I'm really (laughs) glad I did because it's off. How is it with light? Does it suck up uh, it, it didn't, I don't feel like it impacted that at all. That's what everyone said. It's going to feel like a dark box, but it doesn't. Cool. It's, uh, it's terrific. I always, there's this picture on the Google uh, where someone painted their whole room all chalkboard. It's all black chalkboard. Mm. It's terrifying, but it looks so <laughs> chalk everywhere. Like you can never sleep. You can always, you know, the, the chalkboard's right there. You can always wake up in the middle of the night and write anything down. Wasn't that that movie? What the sequel? <laughs> sequel to The Shining? Who? Oh, <laughs> what was it called? Sleep? Oh, Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep. Oh, I didn't know they did uh, a movie. I had a scene kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> the inescapable oh, room. Right, really. Damn. It's on HBO. I need to watch it. I need to watch it too. It's not that good. Oh no! <laughs> we'll scratch that then. Never mind. <laughs> Ewan, what's his name? Ewan yeah, McGregor's watched... in it. Yeah. Oh, McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Oh. Ewan. Ewan. You, you and me both. Okay. Thank <laughs> you. You got a question for Coleman? Yeah. Let's let's do a little quick little interview here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so in your latest collection of poems, uh, you've written ekphrastic poetry. I pronounced that correctly. Yeah. Um, could you explain that what that is to me and our listeners? Um, and how do you go about writing those type of poems? Uh, sure. Um, so a lot of the poems, not all of them, but a number of them are ekphrastic poems, which are poems that somehow use works of visual art as their subjects. Um, So like in the strictest sense, this would be that the poem describes the artwork in a lot of detail, Um, but maybe it might also imagine a story for the work of art, like creating characters and plots. Um, It might use it as a frame so that the writer can tell a personal story Um, or maybe even like imagine how the artwork was created, bringing in aspects of the the artist's life or philosophy, maybe. Um, at different points doing this kind of work, I've used all of these various methods. Um, sometimes I turn to this kind of subject matter because I'm particularly inspired by a specific work of art and I want to show my adoration for it. But other times, there's something about that artwork that's connecting in its its own themes uh, to a topic that I'm wanting to explore or that I've already started to explore. Sometimes that's just a visual thing. It could even just be the color of the piece, um, but it, it could be 
conceptually as well. Um, so they come about for me in, in different ways. Um, but a lot of the work I do is kind of a fusing of text and image. So I'm kind of always traveling in both of those worlds simultaneously. Mm. Oh, I've cool. seen that you've done a lot of um, series of these ekphrastic poems too, where you'll pick one artist and you'll pick five or six of their paintings. Have you done that with more than one artist? And when do you choose to do that? Or does it just kind of happen? Um, you know, a lot of the work that I do is series or sequence poems mm -hmm. um, in writing. Also, visually, I'm really prone to sequences and series. I don't know. My brain just works that way. It's like one is just not enough. <laughs> I just want to keep unpacking and see how no, far it can really like that the, the things all stay connected mm. um so i think i've done that i've done that one no i've done that multiple times with with poems that were inspired by visual art pieces i did one that um vaguely takes its some of its imagery from some egon Schiele works oh wow I did in in the new book. There's some poems um, that are part of a, a series dealing with different uh, De Kirchhoff paintings. Mm. An artist, um, yeah, I'm prone to that. Mm. I think that's a good way to do it, especially if an artist is doing, you know, similar subject matter five or six times, or however many paintings it yeah. takes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Which uh, De Kirchhoff was extremely famous for. There's, mm -hmm. let me talk about versions. I mean, we're some, you know, one painting that's like slightly shifted and then oh, repeated wow. again. You see just a little bit more of what was left out in the background of the other one and almost to the point of, you know, just looking like studies. Um, that's really interesting. I, because you can do that with paintings for sure. You know, you can have the same image just shifted a little bit. Have you tried doing that with poems where it's almost the same content but somehow shifted? So actually, I have not um, not from poem to poem mm. exactly, but within individual poems, um, taking an image, then restating it, restating it, restating it as many times as makes sense to do to, to to just try to I don't know sometimes it's like getting at the image in different directions shifting the scene just a little bit sometimes it's just for the effect of of emphasizing it or exhausting it even um how does the work in light sleeper differ from previous poetry collections you've done um this is actually the first book of poems that I have put out where the all of the poems are not interconnected. So my previous mm -hmm. two books, um, you know, the first one, the first chat book was a book length sequence. Um, Breakfast, all of those poems, um, they're they're all numbered. They don't have titles, and they're numbered by the day of the year. Um, there's not one for every day of the year, but they, they span this, this year time um, as a series. Uh, so this one, this new book, Light Sleeper, is really just a proper collection of 
everything I've been working on since the um, since the last book. And it, it also will have in it a reprint of that early chat book, um, since it is a bit hard to find at this point. Um, within this book, there are a bunch of sequence and series poems. Um, but overall, there, there was not a predetermined through line um, or theme for the book. Everything that exists that binds it all together now was just discovered in the process of trying to pull all the poems together and, and put them in an order that made some kind of sense. And so that's a very different approach to bookmaking than what I've done before. Hmm. Cool. Coleman, I wanted to, Mickey and I wanted to ask you too about, we've talked about being inspired by visual art to write poetry, but you also do, I mean, you were just picking up work from a gallery. So you do a lot of visual art and you know, you can be inspired to write by visual art. Is there an interconnection between writing and the visual stuff that you do? Um, uh, most of the visual work that I do incorporates text. Mm. So it's not typically legible text. It's not meant to be legible. Um, so a lot of times it's it's transforming the, the text forms into part of the imagery mm. or writing back over it so that it's obscured. So it's a way of like putting, locking the ideas into it, but um, in more of like a magical sense, mm. not a legible sense. Um, I don't really work myself with asymic writing, but I'm a huge fan of asymic writing. Um but um, uh, yeah, there, there's often an overlapping there. Just for uh, the listeners, not for me, of course, I know what asymic writing is, but you know, for, for people who might not, what, what is asymic writing, Coleman? Um, God, I hope I can even do that justice with the definition. Um, I'll stumble through that. So basically like um, marks that look like, writing mm. that look like some kind of alphabet but are not Whoa. Um, so for most people who practice it it is um kind of, it's more of like an intuitive or channeled sort of experience um some people who work with it have actually ended up sort of over time developing new alphabets of their own but my understanding of it in the, the, the strictest sense is that it isn't something that you could read it. It doesn't have um, like a, a one-to-one, like lang- actual languages do. Hmm. Um, What's the first round? Uh, yeah. Grab a pen and grab a piece of paper. Pour yourself a tall glass of something strong. We're going into our first round. For round one tonight, we're playing a special game called the Dreamer. Think of a dream you've had recently. And take a minute, picture yourself in the dream, and write about it in a four-line free verse poem. Dreams can be very personal, so if you'd rather, you can create a dream you would like to have had. And after you've written your dream down, think about what question it brings up for you. Write that down in one sentence, but don't share it yet. We'll let you know when it's time. Okay, Mickey, so that's four lines and one question? Correct. 
Okay. So listeners, uh, you can pause here if you're going to write along. We'll give ourselves five minutes in the studio. So pause now, give yourself five minutes at home or more if you need. If you are writing along tonight, you can send in your poems to poems at P-O-M-E-S at deepoverstock.com, and we might read them on a future episode. That said, we'll be right back after this. Okay, drink, set, poem! down it's time to read our dream poems and remember keep your question a secret for now we'll go ahead and read in alphabetical order starting with bobby man these saint Pauli girls aren't they're not doing nothing okay so <laughs> in the mountains of japan chickens 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 we didn't ask for all these eggs we have to build more wooden coops mm. that's all i got i know terrible interesting <laughs> My question's chickens, a secret. Chickens. Why so many chickens? Why so many chickens? Why so many chickens? <laughs> okay, if it's alphabetical order, that means it is now Coleman. Okay. So just read the just read the point part and not the question, correct? Yeah. Keep the question a secret. The event started in the other room. There was music with lyrics and the audience standing. You picked me up, walked me over to the other side of the room and set me back down. The music kept playing until it was time to pack up and leave. Man. We can't have any more like real poems or poetry before. <laughs> <laughs> Too good. We're done for. That was excellent, Colin. Yeah. You're gonna be getting. What are we, what are the points tonight? Well, wait. We'll, we'll oh, yeah. get to that. We'll get to that. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, okay. that's, that's, I get the points. Okay. We'll get to, to Hannah. Would you read? <laughs> We're all excited about the points. Okay. Read <laughs> your poem, Hannah. Okay. Um, the sky is red, deep red. I walk into my home, my safe space. There before me, a hornet standing tall. <laughs> <laughs> this is a real dream. <laughs> Uh, suddenly more appear. I wake up. Wow. That was also good. Damn. How tall is this hornet? Um, it had to have been, cause I was, I think I was in middle school when I had this dream. So I was probably pretty small, but like six feet tall or something. This hornet was huge. <laughs> oh. Was it the Charlotte hornet? walking around. <laughs> the Charlotte hornet. You know, I really don't remember the details. Was he, I just green? remember. Was he green? He was, he was teal he, and purple. That's why everyone in the black 90s loved and yellow. Him. He looks like a Looney Tune, but with attitude. <laughs> Looney Tune. Looney Tune. Uh, all right, cool. I will read my dream poem. Lost at the mall inside a crowd, squeezing, pushing, coughing, spitting, looking for a friendly face, being absorbed into the mass. Ooh. That's so good. Uh, and Ryan. Okay. Uh, asleep but awake, stuck but I can see. I throw a punch at you, alien, but it's slow, <laughs> like punching through jelly. 
Spaceman glows. Help, 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 help. Jeez. Wow. Ugh. Impressive sound. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. I do all my own Foley work. <laughs> uh, all right, so, yeah, great work, everybody. Uh, now that we've heard everyone's poems, we're going to award some points, the long-awaited points. Uh, tonight's points are going to be given as tarot cards. You can give any number of cards that you'd like to someone, uh, and you will decide if it's either in the upright or reverse position, because the tarot card's meaning can change depending how it's drawn. Uh, so you can say I'm giving two cards to Bobby, reversed, or I'm giving the three cards, one upright and two reversed. Uh, but we're going to go in our reading order. So, Bobby, uh, who poem? which poem do you want to give cards to, and how many? I'm going to give cards to Coleman's poem because I felt like I was actually in the dream through the writing of the poem. So I'm going to give Coleman the same amount of weight of cards as a handful of pebbles. <laughs> 20 cards, maybe 20, 20 cards. cards. I'm going to say, yeah, about 50% are uh, upright, 50% are reversed. All right. <laughs> How many cards are in a tarot deck? Depends on the deck, but most commonly 78. Mm. Okay. Yes. Okay. So not even quite a quarter. It's like, no, like a third of a deck then, roughly. Maybe a third. Yeah. About, a, you know, pebbles? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> no pebbles. <laughs> I get to if it were Connor. <laughs> well, I've already edited the poem, so... <laughs> That was quick. (laughs) Obsessive. Uh, All right, cool. So uh, if we're going in reading order, so uh, Coleman, if you would uh, award some tarot cards. Um, I'm going to give those cards right back to Bobby for the energy. (laughs) Um, Can I give cards to more than one person or it has to be just one? There's no rules here. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I think I, I'm going to say actually between Bobby and Mickey, you'll split the major arcana. Whoa, okay. Mickey. That's pretty good. <laughs> Who gets the devil? Oh, oh yeah. You do, Bobby. Okay. <laughs> but Mickey, you, can get, you have the world. Aw, thank you. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the world. Oh, uh, were those? Uh, so what number were upright and which number were reversed? Because that'll come into play later, too. Um, they are all upright, but that doesn't necessarily make them positive. Oh, sure. Uh-oh. All right. Okay, half major arcana. Okay, then Hannah, who are you going to give your points to? Hmm. I think I'm going to give, let's say, like, a good hand, a small handful of cards, so about five, I would say, (laughs) to Ryan. Uh, (laughs) Oh, what? (laughs) Come on. That was a good amount of cards. Sorry, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) At least you get some. I'm just happy happy to have cards. (laughs) Yeah. That means I have a future. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Um, um, I'm going to give you two upright and 
or sorry, three upright and two reversed. Um, I just really loved the alien noises. Yeah, those were amazing. That was really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was me saying help in my sleep. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Well, you were a, you have night terrors. <laughs> you have to help me. You have to help me. <laughs> I liked it. it was yeah. Cool. <laughs> I'm very glad that I have... I am not going to be spending the night at your house anytime soon because you scream in your sleep. <laughs> right? <laughs> Only on nights when the aliens come. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, All the aliens. Well, here's to uh, aliens not coming tonight. Yeah, I'm going to give cards to Hannah. Because uh, <gasps> the giant hornet is really spooky and scary, uh, and it's on theme, kind of. I mean, it's, it's a whole different theme, but sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's next week's theme. Um, uh, assuming you were like 14 years old when you had that dream, I'm gonna give you 14 cards. Um, I'll give you, let's see, six upright and eight reversed. So. I'll take those. Yeah. Okay. All right. And Ryan, who are you going to give your cards to? Uh, I'm also giving five cards to Hannah for the Hornet because I just want to promote my other podcast, B Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Working on that name still. <laughs> Open to suggestions. How about the, the buzz? The buzz. <laughs> <laughs> Buzzing about. Man, too bad BuzzFeed is already taken. Oh. <laughs> Buzz. Yeah. Mm, yeah. All right. Honey voice? Honey voice. I don't know. <laughs> Ryan, sweet like honey. Sweet like honey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there it is. Oh. There it is. Uh, there it is. Oh, wait, Ryan. Uh, so you gave five cards, but you didn't tell us uh, which uh, position. Oh, sorry. All of them are reversed. Oh, ah, okay. Oh. Because your beast scared me. It was a terrifying oh. image. <laughs> you dropped all your cards. Well, yeah, they felt bad. Especially, especially just everything is just like fucking red, too. It was no, great. No. It's they were upright really for me, but I had my back to that beast, so they are reversed for you. <laughs> okay. Mickey, uh, what is round two? Yeah, all right. Well, let's move on to round two. Uh, this round, we're going to be playing a game called The Art of the Cards. <laughs> Sorry, Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, for our second round, uh, everyone's going to start down by writing a noun. It can be any person, place, or object you'd like. Uh, if everyone's done, next we're going to pass this noun to the poemist on your left. Uh, in our case, that's going to be the person before you in alphabetical order. The noun you received is the title of the card you just drew. The blank, whatever your noun is. The first thing you'll notice of this card is the gorgeous art. We're going to now write an Ekphrasis poem about the art of your card. Be as descriptive as you can. And you can use as many lines as you need in order to make us see that tarot card art. That's right. Uh, and if you're writing along at home, go ahead and pause here. We're going to give ourselves just five minutes in the studio. All right. Ready? Drink. Poem.
we're back. <laughs> uh, this time we're going to be reading in reverse alphabetical order, starting with Ryan. Oh, okay. Uh, so I drew the B. That was my card. And it looks like this. Hexagon, 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 gold, gold, honey, honey, jelly, jelly, bee upon bee upon bee upon bee. And there, in all her splendor, all her glory, the queen, tended by her court, a crown floats atop her head. Larvae, 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 honey, honey, jelly, royal jelly, feed the larvae, make the queen. (laughs) You can find more like that on my erotic bee (laughs) podcast, Stung Like a Horse. (laughs) <laughs> oh god what the- uh, you're gonna have to do these now <laughs> hyped it up too much oh my god uh, god with not one b podcast but two and one my erotic b podcast um all right oh. i'll read mine i drew the wax hey sorry hold oh. on a second does my does my line have lines for you guys yeah See many lines. Oh, okay. But just asking because I accidentally had a different tab open while I was reading that. When I came back, I didn't see any lines on my line bar. So I wanted, I didn't know if it didn't get recorded. Oh, yeah. I, I heard it all. Okay. Sorry. Cut this. Cut all that. And we're back. Ryan, would you read your... No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I drew the wax. Melting red down the candle. First solid, then liquid. Solid again. Moving slowly, a single spherical drip, coalescing into a puddle, into the dish, reforming, waiting to begin again. Wax. (laughs) Smooth. (laughs) Just want to put my finger in there. I can tell you. Even for the erotic bee podcast. Can we do an erotic poem night? I think that would be Valentine's Day is just around the corner. <laughs> Wait, Mickey and Mike want to do erotica for a coffee room. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the other yeah. options are. Oh, yeah. I don't want to read 100 stories of erotica. I mean, you're probably only going to get like one, so. <laughs> <laughs> that is. The- that is the best coffee room. I mean, you guys already did Paranormal yeah. Romance. And those weren't too bad. Yeah. Hey, Mystery's in there now. Well, that's what I was saying. We could do Mystery, yeah. I think Erotica is just more fun than Mystery. I don't know if you can really... I don't know. Mystery, like, in a short story, too. It seems like it might... I don't oh, know if that works. I don't know. You could totally do a Mystery in a short story. Well, that's that's it, the Hannah. Mysteries that you, you, you want more of it, right? <laughs> the Mysteries you, you why you want more you want more, you, you can leave a cliffhanger. Okay, wait, Hannah, what card did you draw? I drew the carpet. Um, I don't know if I really did this kind of poem c- correct or There's not. the wrong way. So bear with me. There is so much detail that you could almost feel the fuzziness. Fuzziness of the shag carpet a velvet painting of a unicorn hangs in the background a bong sits on the edge of the bed in the corner you can smell some kind of mustiness coming off the carpet as smoke fills the air 
It's yeah, it's kind of like a weird, <laughs> right? It's kind of like a weird three D card. <laughs> I feel like you're describing my house. <laughs> <laughs> you looking through my window right now? Look outside, <laughs> it's Hannah. <laughs> Didn't we? Ryan <laughs> say that our house, in the last. So. It's only fair. In the last podcast, I'm pretty sure Ryan was at our house looking in through the window. It's a long-standing poems tradition for one of us <laughs> to be stalking the other one. I guess so. That's the, uh, you've won poems. You've figured out who's standing outside your window. <laughs> but yeah, I kind of went for the 70s carpet oh, no, vibe. Yeah, that, that came across. Sure. Yeah, it's good. Uh, all right. Do I even should we call on Coleman to blow us out of the water here? <laughs> Mine's silly. Coleman. Coleman. So my card is the armpit. <laughs> she has a handicap. Good. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, get ready. <laughs> this is. I have to tell you, this is like just all too. Uh, all too appropriate. All right. Uh, the sun filters loosely through half-drawn shades, stacks of books and dishes not taken into the sink, and dust just floating in the air, dust settled lightly between objects on the shelves, dust coating the leaves of plants, and a body half-reclined against the couch's arm. You have been accustomed, you have become accustomed to a new perfume, the scent of a new consideration of self and a door that hasn't opened in weeks. Well, we know who we're giving our cards yeah. to. Playing <laughs> <laughs> dust between objects. So that's that. That's awesome. great. Quarantine armpit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know that. Which. Really smells kind of nice. I just stopped wearing deodorant because there's no reason, <laughs> no point, no point yeah. in doing it. <laughs> I am still dusting, however, so it's an adjustment. I've not been wearing deodorant, and occasionally it'll just be like, "Oh, good lord!" and then, yeah, it's a hot room. Yeah, but sometimes I feel like, like "Oh, good lord." <laughs> <laughs> We've all forgotten the body's natural musk. You know, it's back yeah, to basics, yeah. right? Down with deodorant. I agree. I haven't worn deodorant in years. <laughs> Except when it's like, like you it. haven't showered in like three <laughs> days and it's like, oh God, what the fuck? <laughs> Just throw some deodorant on top of it. Problem solved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs a shower, shower when you've got deodorant? Uh, <laughs> uh, how about Bobby? What card did you draw? Okay. I got Wormwood was my card. So the art on the card is the five boys at the corner of the bar have tied their hands together and are practicing a knife. They'll throw it like one boy at the man above them drinking Wormwood from his hands. He is looking back at the boys preparing the knife. His mustache is hanging down his neck and glowing green. This is a small room, and at the back of the room, there is a hole. This is where the wormwood comes from. For the wormwood card. Damn. <laughs> wow. Wow. Snaps for Bobby. <laughs> yeah, that's a somewhere. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, all right, well, how about some uh, point given? Ryan, how many cards are you going to be dealing out and to whom? I'm going to deal out 10 cards to Bobby. Yeah. I'm going to do them in kind of a random, kind of like I'm like I'm doing dollar bills off the top of a stack. So it looks like about four of those landed reversed and six of them landed uh, right side up. Oh. Um, and you're getting that because I could really taste the, the, the wormwood that you're like, I could really like the the mustache the green mustache glowing like that i've been there man i've just, when <laughs> man from now on not shaving um <laughs> uh, all right well i'm going to give uh some cards to coleman this time um i thought that was a really really nice poem uh so i'm going to give 16 cards and they're going to be um about half and half so Eight reversed and eight up. Cool. Thanks. Um, I'm going to give to Ryan all four queens from the deck. Wow. <laughs> Ooh. Because the bees. That's a I'm going to add that to. The, I'm going to add that to this card. Now we have five queens in this deck. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also. Bobby needs cards, so let's see. Um, Bobby gets the star card, Whoa. and but Bobby gets the star card from every deck in my collection. Whoa. <laughs> wow. So Bobby gets like two hundred star cards. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> what? <I'm a> star. <laughs> oh, Yes. Jeez Louise, how are we supposed to beat that? Give infinity now. (laughs) Uh, 201. Uh, Hannah? Okay, just one star card. (laughs) (laughs) It went from the 200 to one. Uh, I was just... Wow, what a roller coaster I was just listening to our first episode where um, Ryan was going to give a whole beach to Connor. And they're all like, no, no, no. And then Ryan's like, all right, so one grain of sand then. (laughs) That just happened again. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, 200 or one. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Okay, I'm going to give my... um, I wish I had my deck... Uh, in front of me, but it's upstairs. Um, so sorry, Ryan, but I'm going to give you, um, another handful of cards. Let's say like seven, um, um, six upright and one reversed. Um, cause I could imagine your B card so well as like a glorious, like beautiful painting with like gold flakes all over it. Oh. Um, in a, in like a museum or something. <laughs> <laughs> you burrowed into my head the way that a wasp burrows into a leaf oh. to deposit into a fig its little babies and then dies. Oh, stop! You're again. You guys keep making me blush. Also <laughs> <laughs> very itchy. That's what I do best. Uh, okay. Bobby, yeah. I gotta give. In in hexagonal form, <laughs> cards, you know, making all these hexagons, putting them all together, making a whole hive 
And if each tarot card is, you know, maybe two inches by three inches, we're talking about, you know, probably a six foot hive of tarot cards in hexagonal shape to Ryan, with a beautiful bee poem. And to Coleman, I'm going to give a room where every surface has a tarot card on it. So there is no original surface visible. There are only tarot cards on the ceiling floor and all the walls. And wow. furniture. Cool. I'll move in. <laughs> Mickey, did you give yours? Uh, I did. I gave mine to Coleman. That's right. Yeah. So I think we are She's taking all the cards. Ready to move on to round three. Uh, how's everybody feeling? Feeling good. Okay. Feeling great. How are you? Still nervous. <laughs> Tipsy. <laughs> Tipsy. Tipsy. About one oh. beer, and that's all we have. Yeah. I had two shots before I recorded this podcast. If that's <laughs> earlier. How many shots do you have for Bcast? <laughs> that's for after hours. <laughs> the midnight yeah. Bcast. <laughs> like, you have, like, one listener. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Wait, wait. It's okay, though. The, there's one listener because we all have a hive mind and it's several bodies, though, downloading the podcast. So it mm-hmm. works out numbers-wise to be great. There is this video that I saw. It was a TikTok of this bee specialist, I guess, um, coming in and removing bees from, like, a compost bin. And there were, like, literally, like, thousands of them. And she, like, carefully took out all of, like, the honey and stuff and their little, like, uh, beehives and such and she legit didn't have a mask on didn't have gloves on because she could tell that they were just like so chill and that they weren't going to sting her and they were super chill and she like found the queen just like in this like massive just bees everywhere and she found the queen and and took her and put her in a little spot and then all the bees followed and it was insane <laughs> I'll have to find it and send it to you Ryan <laughs> <laughs> Get her on the sounds like, a, sounds like my nightmare. <laughs> oh yeah, for real. all those bees. No, thank you. That'd be scary. Uh, yeah. Anyway, okay. So to wrap things up tonight, we'll get to the meaning of your card. So you will interpret. Each of us will interpret the card and try to explain what it signifies. Uh, yeah. So for this final round, we're going to be writing a poem of just five lines. This time an A B C B A rhyming order. But oh before we get to writing the poems, hold on, I need to write that down. Uh, what was the key yeah. sorry, As I go over Bobby's lines, A B C B A. Okay. So, but before we get to writing the poems, one twist of fate comes your way. A fellow poemist will give you an adjective that must be one of the ends of your verses. So you will use this adjective at the end of one of your lines. You'll have to rhyme it with something else because it is a rhyming poem. So everyone write down an adjective. Okay, so now we are interpreting that tarot card that we did the art for. We are writing an ABCBA incorporating this word and it has to be one of the final words in one of the lines 
and it has to be rhymed with. All right. Well, if everyone's ready, uh, we're going to go ahead and start. If you're writing along at home, go ahead and pause here. We're going to give ourselves just five minutes in the studio, but we'll see you right after this. Ready? Drink. Poem. Hello, listeners. I knew you'd return. Now it all comes down to this. We're going to be starting tonight with the Pomus who has the most cards, which, if my math is correct, is Coleman. Um, with, you know, thousands <laughs> in that room covered. Um, so what we're going to be doing is to answer your question from round one, a fellow Pomus is going to read you their newly created tarot cool. card. Uh, to decide who will be reading, you're going to pick a number from one to five, which I've already assigned randomly. And since I know who's who, but I'm also in last place, um, I'm going to be going last to make everything fair. So, Coleman, uh, what number would you like? Uh, wait, number of what, of what to what? Oh, sorry. Uh, one through oh, five. Okay. Uh, then three. All right. Uh, so that's going to be Bobby. Uh, so Bobby's going to be giving you your reading. Um, and... Actually, it turns out you kind of had an even amount of upright and reversed. So you get to decide, uh, I guess, which one would you prefer, upright or reversed? Um, upright. All right. So that means, Bobby, you're going to be reading your poem from line one to five. Uh, but first, Coleman, would you ask your question? Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. Um, why did you give away the gift I gave you? Whoa. All right. And to answer that, Bobby will be reading you his poem. One through five, right? Okay. Yes. If this is based on the acrostic card. So, if the knife is not too sticky, if the boys are all still buried, if the wormwood spilling out the grates, all the townsfolk look so harried, the mustached man dangled from his quickie. <laughs> wow. Uh... So, Coleman, did that answer your question? I feel like I need to hear it one more time. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> if the knife is not too sticky, if the boys are all still buried, if the wormwood spilling over grates, all the townsfolk look so harried, the mustached man dangled from his quickie. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> awesome. Um... <laughs> uh, so, would you like to? Uh, how many cards would you like to give to Bobby for his closeness in answering your oh, question? Yeah, he gets a big tip. That was spot on. <laughs> um, like, let's see, eleven cards. Ooh, now I'm blushing. <laughs> eleven cards. Thank you. Eleven cards. I'm looking pretty good. I got half uh, major arcana. Eleven cards. Three right sides. Pretty good. Perfect. So, um, Ryan, uh, with your beehive full of cards, I believe that puts you in second. So, what number would you like? Ooh, uh, Bobby already took number. Uh, I'm sorry, Coleman already said number three, right? Correct. All right. So, anything, anything but, three. but three. I'm going to choose uh, that unluckiest of numbers, number four. Oh, <laughs> unluckiest All right. of numbers. Uh, 
It is. <laughs> oh man, that's my favorite uh, number. Womp womp. Well, that's good, Hannah, because that's you. You're going to be reading. Oh, shit. Uh, so, Ryan, <laughs> ask Hannah your question, and then Hannah will be reading uh, her poem. Actually, also upright, since you had more upright cards, okay. Ryan. Uh, I had the craziest dream, Hannah, about this alien, and, and, and I have to know, where did they take me? Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> well, don't... I have... This is not going to work, but... Uh, we drew. That's what I love to hear from my tarot card reading lady <laughs> yeah, before she pulls my card. <laughs> um, we drew the carpet card. Uh, this is a good one, right? It's a good card. Yeah. Um. Okay. Can I kind of like edit my poem to make it? Because I put I. Can I put it uh, you instead of I? Is that allowed? Uh, if you I want, I can try it. This card you pulled seems so clever. Look under the carpet of your life. What, like there's hardwood floor under there? <sighs> yeah, cut it up with a knife. Will you do that? Probably never. <laughs> oh. So you're saying they took me to my basement? <laughs> wow. Fascinating. <laughs> in your basement. Yeah. Time. Oh. Yeah, I mean... Not knowing that this was how this game was going to be played, I obviously did it more of like from my, like, I pulled the card, so. But isn't it more fun not knowing? No, this was my fortune, and I feel confident that this is, yeah. this is where I will find the answers that I seek. So, Hannah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deal out to you a, a full deck of cards. I grabbed the tarot deck and I threw it into the air. I was so happy Aww, with how my wow. fortune turned out. My cards um, are everywhere. Why did you come in here and destroy my <laughs> my cards? <laughs> I was awarding you points, miss. Oh. <laughs> this is how I operate in all of my experiences in Put all out. of my day-to-day dealings. <laughs> Fries. <laughs> Skittles. <laughs> I don't pay with money. I pay with points that I dole out as I see fit. <laughs> Into the air. <laughs> Uh, perfect. Yeah, I really liked All right. that poem. Oh, thank you. And I actually switched into second person. Like that did something to it. I really liked that. Yay! Yeah, I actually I think this is my favorite one that I've written tonight. <laughs> it was cool. Hannah always starts with "I'm not a writer" to put us all like she's oh, like a you know, a, a, a shark. <laughs> Just tries to trick you. Whatever. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, in third. Uh, Bobby, what number would you like? So did somebody already take three? Yes, yeah, so three and four have both three been chosen. Okay. One. One is going to be Ryan. Oh, and Ryan, my question for you, I had a dream about finding all these chickens, but <laughs> I have no idea who the chickens belong to. So whose chickens are these, Ryan? Whose chickens are these? Mm. I pulled the card, and I've drawn for you the bee. It's a beautiful card. And how did the, how did the bee land, Mickey? Was it reverse or? Oh, you know this one was also upright. <laughs> Everybody was pretty much upright, except for Hannah. You guys aren't very interesting here. All upright. Uh, okay, so that uh, so I just read it normal then. Okay, 
here's your here's your forecast. You were, where are the chickens? For you, you must interpret this as as a as 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 you see fit. A bee is a worker or a drone. They do as they must for the hive. But once enough honey is drunk, the drones all take a dive with the workers who all lay prone. Very nice. That's very nice. And that will lead you to the chickens. Mm. The prone workers. (laughs) That's a good one, Ryan. Uh, How many cards is it worth to you, Bon? Okay, all the drones are lying prone. I want, since we constructed a, a bee, there's that great Borges story where the man dreams of a heart. And he starts to dream of the blood going through the heart. And then he starts to dream of the veins extending out of the heart and then the skin. And then an entire person comes to life out of a dream. So I want to award Ryan a person of cards. So, you know. Just a man made of cards. Man made of cards. So maybe. It's terrifying. Yeah, Cardman. Um, <laughs> That's the alien from my nightmares. <laughs> you must confront him. It turns out when you get close enough to Slender Man, he's actually made of cards. <laughs> you always hear a shuffling in the woods. Oh, God. <laughs> That's terrifying. Uh, all right, Hannah, it's your turn now. We have uh, the number two or the number five. Um, I'm going to go with number two because I like even numbers. That's a that's a good choice, and this kind of worked out weird, but uh, that's Coleman. Oh, oh nice. Okay. So I'll be reading myself my poem. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> Is that maybe we should swap? We got yeah. No, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Um, but for Hannah's, she actually drew more reversed cards than uh, upright. Uh, so Coleman, if you would read your card or your poem in reverse, definitely gonna change it. <laughs> Yeah, that's what that was the plan, the hope, but everyone upright. So. What question? Oh yeah. So my dream about these giant bees back when I was in middle school, I I wrote, "Why do I still remember this dream?" To no one, the days are endless. In this room where you are beholden, a perfect halo of dappled light. Everything around you is golden. There is no longer any duress. Ooh. Uh, ooh. Okay. That's the reverse? Mm-hmm. That's really good reverse. That works really good in reverse. Yeah, yeah. That, that did work really well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I'm still trying. I'm trying to be creative with my cards because I feel like I've just been giving out like a small handful of cards and that's not very exciting. Go big or go uh, home. Go, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to say I want to fill up a whole like picnic basket full of tarot cards. It's <laughs> a big old picnic <laughs> basket. That that, I don't like what this picnic basket foretells, Yogi. <laughs> There's bad omens in here. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not. <laughs> 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 
I, I yeah, no picnic basket. I'm settling with that. I like it. Cool. I don't know, Yogi. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna do a self reading here. Uh, my question was, what did I need at the mall? Uh, so I've drawn, drawn, got me thinking about bees. Uh, I drew the wax. Uh, and I also had all upright cards, so this will be read in uh, one through five. Change is happening to you. At times you feel gushy, but not all the time. Sometimes you're mushy. There's nothing you can do. That was that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it answered my question at all. <laughs> no cards. It was a terrible reading. And that's it. <laughs> well, you're, 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 you're giving it to yourself. You're learning still. You're not a professional. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah, still, I'm you're pretty still hard on myself. It's learning, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm my biggest critic. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I guess that's everybody. Is that everybody? No. That's so, three rounds over, three rounds awarded. Mickey, who's taking home a very special. Late Night Poems tarot deck tonight. All right. Well, uh, bring up the rear. Fifth place. Uh, I only had half the Major Arcana. That's me in fifth place. Uh, I don't know. I'm not too upset about that. Um, Next up, looks like it's probably Hannah. Uh, Ended up with a full deck. um, And then six upright and 13 reversed. Cool. And then I believe... uh, I mean, math always gets a little funky tooling these up, but I believe Bobby's next up there with, uh, well, I think it was four reversed, 17 upright, and then 200 stars, and then also 11 cards. Um, well, might have been smarter stuff in there. Taken away and turn into one. Yeah, a place with one star, yeah. but still, a lot of cards there. Uh, and then Ryan had a, a whole beehive full of cards, I believe. Um, as well as a whole person made of cards. And then 11 upright and 6 reversed. I'm going to use that uh, last 11 yeah. to put a, a beard of bees on my card man from the card beehive. So they're bee cards, a beard of bees cards on the bee man. <laughs> <laughs> I want a bee uh, but yeah, I think I think tonight the winner is going to be Coleman. Uh, eighteen reversed, eighteen upright, a whole room full of cards, as well as a um, a basket. I guess we're not supposed to say the other word, but yes, a basket full of cards as well. <laughs> um, yeah, there you have it. Well done, Coleman. Congratulations. Hey, that was probably probably fixed. You what? That was probably fixed. <laughs> you just trounced so. us. <laughs> <laughs> it might have looked like it was fixed, but <laughs> we were lucky to get any cards at all. Uh, yeah, tell me about it. Well, let's say we'll get started on collecting all the cards from tonight's game from the other poemist. In other words, seventy-eight card pickup. Uh, but don't worry, no one goes away empty-handed on late-night poems. Each of our runner-up poems will be going with a candle that smells like poem. <laughs> Stale beer spilled on the floor. Uh, <laughs> show. Special thanks. Nice. A lot of no deal. A lot of no deal. Yeah. Armpit. <laughs> <laughs> Armpit Yankee candle. 
Thank you tonight to our poemists, Hannah Collins and Ryan Sprinkle, as well as our special guest, Coleman Stevenson. A quick reminder that Light Sleeper releases on September 15th and can be pre-ordered today. It is uh, etsy.com slash shop slash the dark exact. Or at uh, deepoverstock.com. If you are playing along at home, submit your poems to poems at deepoverstock.com. And to learn more about our special guest and see more of her work, please visit colemanstevenson.com. We'll include that in the show notes. Mickey, do we have any parting words for our cast tonight? Yes. To close out tonight's game, we're all going to think about that last card that we got in round three and the answer that we were given. And we're going to think about what does this mean for your upcoming week? Hmm. Okay. So I have to give one this word. easy for me. For the upcoming week? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So just one word, like what, what's this going to mean for you? Okay, well, there are a lot of drones, prone drones. So I'm going to say work. Hmm. Uh, Ryan? Well, I'm going to have to excavate my basement, so I think my word's going to be dig. Mm. <laughs> For your own uh, Coleman. <laughs> Oh. Um, my word's going to be solitude. Mm. Oh, Hannah? Um, uh, I'm going to say warm. Like warm, oh, like W-A-R-M. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of similar to mine. Like, um, mine, I just feel like it's going to be really another hot week. So mine's melt. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there you have it, folks. Your fortune is all in how you look at it. Thank you for listening. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs> bye bye. You've been listening to Late Night Poems Radio. Our intro song is Night Owl by Broke for Free. And our music interlude is Go to the Picnic by Loyalty Freak Music used under Creative Commons license and the public domain, respectively. Late Night Poems is brought to you by Deep Overstock. Check out deepoverstock.com for more information. See you next time on Late Night Poems.